I just look sharp, and meanwhile, Ugh. you've got like dangly cords, and I've got this beautiful setup with my notebook, <laughs> my coffee, my phone. Lighting's I got, perfect. Ugh. I didn't get the uh, Rodecaster Pro, by the way. I got the Focusrite, which is, I think it's a similar thing. Um, it's probably, yeah. I think that's This is a new setup for me, though. I'm used to doing all in-person pods, and uh, so going remote's a little different. It is. It is. But it's I'm pumped. Like the, I know. I'm stoked. I'm bummed I'm wearing a hat, too. Your hair is just perfect. I'm just <laughs> all over the place. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll clean you up next time i look you know? like a father of four right now <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna tear you down to build you up people are gonna be like uh, is, why did you bring yeah. a homeless person on the podcast <laughs> who is this guy <laughs> yeah. oh, so but, good um so and, and this is this is true freestyle fashion we always just record and then talk about whatever we're talking about and then we 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 get into it so. And then you get into it. So you just like hit record stealthily as I'm laughing with my eyes closed. Just, yeah. oh, we're on. Here we and go. Sometimes you can hit record and, and get me because I don't pay attention. I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> we're using this new software. We're using like everything's new to me. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to keep this still as freestyle as possible and just click, you know, record and then publish as much as much as I can just, without just without roll. Tony without Tony yelling at me because you see you've seen Tony he wants to do some editing he wants to cut up clips he's like let's get this perfect make sure your audio is working because you're always talking too soft so yeah he's he uh he, he's cracking the whip on me yeah he went through the checklist his man his man bun was just perfect hair pulled Dude. back manscaped his face everything <laughs> mustache it was just chiseled oh he's ready <laughs> manscaped their face oh <laughs> uh, well freestyle boys podcast we're here yeah yeah we're doing just it. i feel like i need to dance i mean yeah. just a little head roll or something <laughs> you like that's a like, hip-hop intro and then we're just i think when we were first talking about this you sent me uh you sent me a text that showed that dance right like yeah like on the on the volleyball court yeah it was on like a it was in a in a finals of an avp and they made a gif out of it and it was just me just like but so worm good. body rolling. Yeah. So it's good. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you probably haven't had the chance to do that in the pickleball court yet. With all no, the, the red, yeah. <laughs> There's no fans when I play. I'm like, where is everybody? No Why fans. is anyone heckling me? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I haven't been to a, the a AVP event yet, but like, is it pretty, uh, how is the crowd? Is it pretty boisterous? Like people are getting after it? Yeah. 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 It also depends on where you go. Like if you go to like an Austin where uh, you can have uh, uh, like, um, alcohol area or like a beer garden on site those yeah. are always the most fun and rowdy because everybody's in the event 100%. they don't have to leave and everybody's just having fun in like california you can't have anything on the beach right it's illegal so they got to go off and then come back and so you lose some of them and so it's actually funny how outside of california they're more rowdy they get after it Wh chicago's gnarly uh i prefer the rowdy i rowdy yeah. dude there's something weird i don't know how it is with you when you play let's say you're on the feature court um, and there's people around and they're talking. I know they talk less for pickleball, but for me in beach volleyball, if there's people chirping at me, talking trash, like, hey, bro, like cool hair or whatever, what the tape for? You're too weak, like all these little things. Yeah, yeah. I actually hyper focus better when I play. Yeah. Because it's like having a TV on or uh, the a noise machine with the ocean in the background. It's like, oh, now I can sleep. <laughs> it's like I need it, the distractions yeah. to focus. It's Isn't weird. that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. They're, like I got, I got more of a feel. I haven't had. There's maybe one tournament last year, which was uh, it was more of like players just that got rip roaring, and sloppy <laughs> at the end of the day. But it was like gold medal and LA Open, yeah. and you know they're making bets with each other, yelling at yes. like us to chest bump each other just because they had a bet on it. But uh, I, I feel like the heckling stuff I got more of in college tennis, where uh, oh, you right. know you had the opposing schools, uh, you know fraternities that are just chirping at you the whole yes. time. But I agree. Like it does make you like, I, I always love that. Like it didn't yeah. like it, it. You're right. It makes you hyper focus and really zoom in. And uh, yeah. It, yeah. My favorite way more fun though. Oh, it's so much more fun. And I think it's funny because just today playing this morning, I have speakers on and I've got like this eighties and nineties, like mix off this app. That's insane. Cause it's like DJs that throw all different types of music together and make playlists. And so it's like, it's, con it's like you're almost in a club, but you get to pick the music you want. And you're like, this is amazing, right? And so there's like all these old school jams. Everybody's singing along. And of course, there's like the lady in the court next to me. She's like, excuse me, did you really need to have the music? And I was like, it wasn't even really loud. We're on the far corner court. And then yeah. everyone around us that's playing is like, wow, this is really just like a buzzkill. I'm like, 
yeah, we need to like slowly like help everyone who's watching pickleball, like be a little bit more like that because then the entertaining side of the players gets to come out and you get to see how they react and how they chirp back. And, you know, it's the same thing. If someone says something that's like out of line, the ref's going to escort them out or tell them they got to go. Right. And I mean, you don't want to get too crazy, but just enough to add the element of fun. Right. Because that's why everyone's playing pickleball. It's so fun. It's interesting. I, I think it has to, uh, I don't know with the in-between stuff. I'm not very good with any in-between stuff. I'm, you know, all or nothing kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but I think with pickleball is interesting because like there is like this level of hyper-focus when you're in a, let's, you know, everybody's in the kitchen, you're in a long dink battle, um, you know, right when you're about to hit. And it's, it's very, it's a very focused concentration type shot where you're very precise and you can't leave it up at all. And yeah, uh, if you have somebody just like out of nowhere, just blah, like right, like right before you're hitting a dink, it could get interesting or weird. But I feel like if it's um, just consistent throughout, like a consistent level of right. cheering or nonsense the whole time, I just feel like the the sudden stuff could be really yes. sketchy with pickleball. Um, so I almost just think like just let it rip the entire time. Like you guys want to be loud, just be loud, and like. You want the ooze yeah. and ahs during the point, just go for it. If you want to talk during yeah. the point, just go for, like let's just go all in on it and make it happen yeah. and just like embrace it and right. not and not be, you know, let's be the Phoenix waste management for golf and just embrace it and have <laughs> yes. fun. Right? It's yes, like, and that's always the most fun clips to watch. You're like and the players love just, it. Oh, it's amazing, right? It's better for everybody because there's energy back and forth the whole time. We've had issues with that though, too, like where okay, everyone can kind of talk the whole time. But then if guys are doing that, like that out of nowhere, like, hey, watch it. Or they're calling, like if I set a ball, they're like double and they're yelling. I'll look at them mid rally and be like, really? You know, but it's like you learn to just like the nuances of how to do that. Um, it's funny, though, because then you get guys that would be hired by the pro tour to kind of float and watch because you got people telling the other team if you're switching or uh, right yeah like yeah in yeah service seeing seas, the like, hey we're stuff. gonna switch we're gonna fake and they'd be yeah. calling it out or they say hey they're blocking line they're yeah. blocking angle and then that's those are the only things that people actually get in trouble for yeah. so i think that that would be a you, similar but then thing. you do next level mental jujitsu with them and show the wrong signs intentionally and just oh, yeah. know well, that that's a reverse sign exactly we would do that same thing or we just all be verbal we'd go pet like hands and just verbal yeah Yep, yep, yep. And it's funny because then then it's something for the commentators to talk about too, right? Totally. And then they're like, oh, hey, that's why they're doing this. Or hey, there's somebody in the crowd that's trying to like help the other team. This is it's kind of building here. There's some stressful situations. It's awesome because now we've got layers of entertainment. They're like, what? Who's that guy? Why is that happening? <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> too fun. Yeah, it'd be so cool. That'd be that'd be fun. Definitely like the, the commentating aspect of it, knowing the kind of the ins and outs of the game and the players, especially for you, like, you know, cause you go sit like for me, I go sit in the player's tent after a game and we're all chatting and heckling each other in the oh, tent. Yeah. And then you get to share that story live when they're playing in the next match. You're like, yeah. this is awesome. It's yeah. such a cool thing. That's why I, that's why I love like when, when they do live streams that you actually have pro players that have been around yeah. that, that are willing to share those kind of more personal uh, right. stories behind the scenes stories, which people appreciate and like, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just talking before this and I think like, I'm not going to the U S open, which is coming up, uh, one, just a very far trip for me. Well, I'm not um, going either. So good. I would have good. I've, that would have been yeah, sad if perfect. one of us was yeah. there. You'd be like, where uh, are you? <laughs> where are you? <laughs> that little voice. Uh, but no, we were talking about like, I would love, and Tony says he knows how to do this, but I would love to, uh, do some kind of commentary on, you know, from remote from here on the live stream that's happening if you know no offense to the commentators that are on site but i think people should have a choice on who they want to listen to in terms of commentary so i don't know if it'd be a little delayed or lagged i don't know all the technical stuff i right. just think i would have a freaking blast doing commentary like watching the live stream for singles or men's doubles or mixed or whatever like it would just be super fun and i think people yeah. would find a lot of value in it so that's I one agree. thing i'm looking at and you can be my you can be my color guy anytime you want dude I love that idea because I've done a little bit of that, the color commentary yep. with the AVP, right? We're already on in the semis. There's like two more matches that they're going through the loser's bracket and you're like, oh my gosh, those are always the best matches. And then you get some 
uh, players that have either just played them or know them really well. Yep. The information, it's like the Tony Romo. You're like, what? How did they know they're going to run this play? What? It's totally. like he's predicting the future. It's like you already know their scheme and how they work and how they play against this team and history on that. It's so fun. So yeah, I'd be all in. That'd be so fun. I dig that. I think it's always so much more valuable that way with, with a player that understands the game. And I think there's also a, a level of, all right, commentating is kind of hard. And there's like a look, you have to learn the timing and the pockets yeah. that add value versus take away. Because sometimes you get a player on and then they just talk about themselves or what's going on. And you just maybe had the, the absolute gnarliest play of your life or rally that you won. Yeah. And then you go back to watch it and you're like, so he's talking about how he makes chocolate chip cookies now and <laughs> he loves baking. Like, bro, I just bounced that ball over the Jumbotron and no one said anything about no, that I did that. <laughs> that's actually so funny because I'll watch back on some of the live streams that like I'll be playing and just like, kind of watching and looking back on how I played. And it's exact. It's exactly that. I'm like, do you not just see how sick that speed up was through the middle? And you're talking yeah. about nonsense about like, oh, I'm like <laughs> yeah. focus on how good that shoes. shot was. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We had a guy. So he does. He's his name's uh, Chris McGee. He's also he runs the Fox Sports West show for the Lakers. OK, he's been doing that for a couple of years. He was our pro announcer on the court um, for, I don't know, 15 years. He has basically a photographic memory, also played division one volleyball. So he like had the perfect combination oh, of the yeah. things you'd need. He had this thing called under pressure, which was so cool because you would you'd have this most epic play and he would be firing everyone up. He like he'd call out people in the crowd like, why are you standing and cheering for Rob? Did you not see that speed up down the middle? Like I that's what he'd be it. doing. He'd be like, I love that Rob game. grew up in, you know, wherever you grew up, he'll give the, like, the whole history of how many matches your tennis was, your tennis yeah. history in high school. And be like, he had a 13 to 40, not a great uh, record, but doesn't matter. He's yeah. on center court right now winning, you know. And it's just Epic. like the things that he would say were all time. And it was just like the value of that kind of stuff. Oh, just in ultimate the moment hype and guys man. that get it. Yeah. Ultimate hype man, excitement, but also knows like the context and the data yes. and like everything yes. around that person and their story. I think that's a huge thing missing. Like when I, you know, look at kind of the pro pickleball landscape and where it's all going, um, there's just a lot of context missing, right? Like, especially like in these live streams, like people are watching these matches, these tournaments, um, you know, they see the four names on the screen. They don't mm -hmm. know anything about us. Like, I remember like when I was younger, I'd watch some like beach volleyball, sorry, women's uh, for a very specific you're reason. Smart man, just... you're a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like I want to know context about like, I didn't want to know much context about them, actually. But uh, you you do want to know context about the players and, like, where yeah. they came from, what their story is, how long they've been playing, like, what's their background, right. like, what's what are they known for? Like, all those things where I don't think there's much context given to, you know, if somebody's somebody new is tuning into Pro Pickleball, like, they want to understand the whole backstory of everybody and, like, how, right. like, it's all storytelling and everybody loves stories and what brings, like, if you look at Anna Lee and, lee waters like how is that story not everywhere you have a 15 year old i think she's 15 still uh you have a 15 year old yeah. girl that's the best women's player in the world who just started playing a few years ago was an exceptional soccer player and plays women's doubles with her mother how special is that and they win all the time and they're the i don't know if they're the number one ranked team in the world right now but Insane story, right? Like, how is that yeah. not like like talking about their history together and like a montage of Anna Lee growing up and right. know, the whole family showing it's her just, like eight kicking a ball and then yeah. ten her first time holding a paddle, really, right? That whole storyline. That's the story's I mean, wildly entertaining and special and like emotional. Exactly. Like, there's so much emotional connection to that that I think mothers and daughters around the world would watch that and just be like, oh, that's epic. It's so cool. Totally. I totally agree. It's funny because we just talked to Cameron Irwin who plays, who played volleyball. She commentates for our pro tour. Yeah. And then she also did some stuff for the, I think it might've been the U S open or one of the events that the tennis channel produced. And she was a commentator for that as well, because yep. now she plays pickleball full time yep. as well. Like she's totally like everyone's converting over from volleyball. It's funny because you have to be so physical that you're like, wait, the nets like, 
of tenth lower. Like I mean, I mean, like it's so much lower than an actual yeah. and nets at eight feet, and this is at thirty four inches. I'm like dominating, right? So everyone's yeah. converting over. But she had made a good point because we talked to her. She's like, "Listen, we have. I need to know a backstory. I need to know exactly what Annalie does after she wins. Does she go get ice cream? Does she love pizza? Is it In and Out Burger with root beer? Like, what does she do? Like, everybody wants to know that kind of thing, or." You know, when she goes home with her mom, like, what are they doing to train after they win an event? You know, all those kind of things. It adds so much more of a layers to the story. And that's the same thing that we've kind of missed in beach volleyball once they went a little bit more corporate-y, right? Yeah. It used to be, hey, it's a lifestyle, come and hang. And you got to know all the athletes and knew what was going on to, all right, it's just a business. We go in, we check in, we check out, we win money, we say, you know, and so I was the guy that was like, Dude, I only watch the people, even if they're not the best, I watch the guys that are entertaining because I yeah. want to be entertained. I want totally. to feel the passion that they have for the sport when they play. Yeah. yeah. And I God, think that's... the commentators understanding that helps a ton. Oh, totally. It's And it's something that like, like I'm pretty serious on court typically um, just because I'm so focused and I want to win and I'm trying my hardest. But at the right. end of the day, like we're talking pickleball. I'm not, we're, we're also not talking like, life or death money. Like I have to win this match <laughs> yeah, or I'm not yeah. going to eat dinner. Um, right. so uh, there needs to be more fun for sure. Um, and the entertaining aspect is like actually what people want. Like, right. So we're like, like for you in volleyball, cause you are very entertaining. That's kind of what you're known as, right? Like you, you, yeah. you do the dances and you're interacting with the crowd and, um, right. like a fan favorite. So, have you always had that kind of in you or like were there times coming up in volleyball where you were super focused and like serious or has it always been just a level of your personality where that's you? Yeah, I think uh, I've always kind of been that way, but I didn't really let it out as much until I felt like I kind of earned my my footing in the tour Got or it. in like college, I, I played with a bunch of Brazilians and Puerto Ricans who were like way better than me. And they played that way. And I was like, that's how I will like playing. Wow. This is fun. And so it kind of like opened the door to be like, all right, let's go. But I think I had to be very careful at first because it came off very cocky and like aggressive, but I was just excited and yelling and cheering yeah. and turning in my partner and screaming all the time and talking to the crowd. But until you actually win and prove that you're like a guy, it's hard for everyone to accept that, right? Because they're like, oh, who's this dude that thinks he's super rad and he can't even get a, ten, a ninth place finish? He's not even in the top 10. Then these guys all over the place and people want his autograph, right? Yeah. Then I'm turning these guys that I look up to into like an enemy, right? And so it was, I had to be 100%. very careful, but it was, it was always there. And then once I won, it was like the floodgates opened. I was like, okay, I can really be myself now. I've like kind of earned my... Now I can My be that ability guy. to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that is interesting. Cause like, if you're doing that, no, I don't know, actually. Uh, I guess it depends on how seriously you take yourself. Right. Um, right. like even at the Austin open PPA, um, we have Brandon French and, uh, Neil, I don't know how you say his last name, Metarata, I think. Um, do you see this? Uh, these two guys, it, like the Dink did a pretty cool story in terms of like, it's in a, you have an attorney and a school teacher that beat, you know, the Jocelyn upset. and Tyson yes. and doubles and they, and not just upset, but like smoke, smoke showed them like not even super competitive. It was like five and six or six and seven or something like that. But, um, yeah. uh, but they like French who I'm actually playing with, uh, in a tournament coming up is just super entertaining. Like yeah. he doesn't take it seriously. I mean, he wants to win. Don't get me wrong, but he's like, he's just obnoxious and he's fun and like people either love him or hate him. But like, I think that's the route most of us should go. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to be that middle of the road where everybody kind of thinks you're okay or nobody really hates you. Or they just peak your game and then they move on to go watch French because they're like, dude, that's the guy, you know, right. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you hate him, you still want to watch. Oh, dude, Um, that was, yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah, having more of that in pickleball, I think is going to be super important in terms of, you know, gaining more eyeballs and awareness. And, you know, you've got guys like Gary V that are coming into the sport now as a team owner in MLP. Um, And that's the stuff like that's the stuff that he's going to be looking at. Right. Like he's great at creating stories and context around not just not just the sport as a whole, which I think he will do. Um, but characters within the sport, like 
Yeah. Like the sport needs characters. Yes. And uh, so true. And I think that's what's that's what's missing right now is, are these big personalities that just don't give a flying rip. Yeah, you need a villain, right? You need, you need a, a superhero. Villain. You need a villain. You need the guy yeah. that like never makes any mistakes and never cusses. You need like, you need all the different very. You need the Marvel like universe, right? You need to have a, a superhero yep. and that it's an, that has a specific skill or superpower, and they leverage that as their like identity, and then that's what they roll with, and then the media rolls with it, and then everyone wants to know how to get better at that. Like Captain America, we got Thor. You know what I mean? Like all oh. of those things. That's the same thing we've been kind of building through Wilson Volleyball is we've been kind of like building characters through story. And there's these two brothers in McKibbins, they have these big beards, right? And they, they've they really taken hold of that and told stories and built a huge network and a YouTube channel around that telling stories about us because they're like, look, nobody knows like what you're doing and how I'm driving three hours a day to go practice. Uh, and I, I can walk to play pickleball. So there's a reason why like, I like going and play pickleball more. One, it's way more convenient. And I feel like I'm learning, right? I've got like experience winning yeah. at this sport that's similar, but I'm like a 12-year-old learning the game again. So it's like really addicting. Oh, but I think they've done a great job of telling the story of, of all these characters. And that's what pickleball, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, how do we shoot a film? It's like, all right, we got to tell Rob's story. We got to be like start to finish. Let's build some knowledge and backstory so that everyone knows why you play and why you fell in love with it, you know? And you did a good job oh. because it was like, all right, year to pro, which was so, it's funny because before I even knew you, I'd seen that and I was like, that's such a great idea because now I'm invested. I'm invested yeah. in what your, your outcome is. Where if there's no storyline and we don't have characters, no one, it's just all a blanket. Everyone just kind of yeah. like, they're just looking the horizon. No, totally. Um, I will say, because I've seen quite a few out there now, uh, like just on like Instagram or yeah. I'm starting to sweat slightly. Huh. <laughs> so much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Your headphones, dude. See, I got the lightweight ones there, like breathable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, got the web, my, my beautiful webcam is probably emanating heat on me too and you it's have just you just have your computer obviously with the 480 yeah. no sorry 720p oh, i'm bare bones just, right now <laughs> just high tech in it um no i was gonna say like i've like since i did that kind of road to pro um i've seen quite a few others that have like put that up there yes. um i don't know I, I know alex newman did one where he was doing it with the i think kind of journaling, p blogging through the dink possibly, right? Is that uh -huh. right? Yeah, yes. Um, but I think he's focused a bit more in singles and I think he's like he's had some good results. So that's been really cool to see because uh, I remember like reading one of them last year at the New Jersey Open and he was not getting great results. Whereas in like singles for me, it's like, I think like the very first tournament I played singles, I beat, I beat Jay. So it was like, like the singles was like the natural talent was there for me. I just didn't want to play singles too old for yeah. that. But um, yeah. but it's been cool, I guess, with Alex. My point is, is that like his results weren't very good at the beginning. But now he's getting to like semis of tournaments, like a semi semis of an APP and singles is is good. Like yeah. APP singles draws are deep. Uh, like there's just a lot of really solid players that play. And to get to to get to the semis and beat great players like to go from to go to that from not having great results or very good wins, even just last year, just shows how much he's progressed, which I think is awesome. So yeah. it's cool to see that. Um, I, but yeah, like I guess my point is like there's a lot of blanket people putting in their bios, like you know, pickleball pro in a year, twelve months, whatever. Uh, I guess my point <laughs> is like like get unique with it, creative with it, like like do a daily post on what you're working on, do a whatever right but like exactly it's easy to say it right but like it's hard right. to show the work that goes into it and i think that's what people find interesting is like seeing the the actual grind and seeing seeing you actually yeah. progress because a lot of these people are like three fives that don't ha actually have the you know the athletic makeup to actually make it happen you know what i mean right it's yes. more of just like a blanket statement that people find interesting Right. And it's a cool thing to put in your bio on social media to leverage some sponsors yeah. here and there for free gear. We see that on our, on our, in our world more than anything. Cause it's mm. like, Oh, road to Rio. Oh, road to the next Olympics. And they're hashtag the next like Paris 2024. You're like, 
dude, you're playing like on the Frosh Soft team on like because we have a national team and we have layers, yeah. right? It's like yeah. we have the Norseka teams, which play like our like region, and they're like, I think I beat a team didn't even jump like standing 21-0, and you're like you feel bad. it's almost like you feel bad because they're coming from places that don't have great. Yeah. level of volleyball but they go want they want to go and try to take a chance at the olympics right so you got that level then you got like the a2 team who's playing in these challenger type events where they're like a, a lower level i'm kind of more serious i'm devoted to spending money to travel and then you have like the top tier you're playing in uh all the the masters type events and the huge majors which we have right and that's yeah. the only thing i played the problem is they give the same medal to all the different tiers and uh -huh. usa volleyball promotes all of those wins the same way and you're like so then everyone's confused right yeah and then they put in their bio pro beach volleyball player and you're like i'm pretty sure you don't just play volleyball like i can guarantee that you have like three or four jobs is that considered pro which is yeah. a topic you know you've probably talked about before it's like at what point are you considered pro right like is it results okay cool or is it like making money because like for me it's just like, how do I compete now with the 35 dudes who are offering to, for this sponsor to do everything that I said for free because they just want to say that they're pro and be sponsored. And I'm like, yeah, I need to get paid and I need to make money along with these other things. 100%. So it's, it's interesting. You're going to see that more and more because more people want to be pro in pickleball because it's getting cooler. There's more buzz. The tours are getting bigger. There's more money involved. And so everyone's like, well, now I want to be pro. All right. Now I'm in road to pro or I'm going to link it future pro or or, or whatever and it it's just going to get muddy and so it's the fun thing to talk about in the player's tent like hey did you see that guy he's, he says he's going pro it's adorable like i beat him 11 it's, <laughs> yeah you know that's I mean? adorable i like yeah. that you said you didn't have to jump 21 zero yeah. no jumping hmm. no jumping yeah it, it it's it's crazy it's a yeah uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get weird for a little bit and then you're gonna see people getting sponsored like for the sport that have really have nothing to do with it, but they said yeah. they want to go pro and you're like, okay, you know, which you probably already have a lot of that going on anyway. So it's, it's fun as the guy that's devoted to being like, I want to go win events versus like, I just want to say it's cool on social media. Yeah. It's yeah. A weird. gets a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to get weirder. Like, you know, like <laughs> we've will. talked, like last time we had you on the podcast, actually. Um, what, what, where were we? Manhattan beach? Yeah, Hermosa Beach, right Hermosa on the Strand Beach. there, like 16th Street, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk, we didn't get to nearly as much as I wanted to, but there's a ton of ton of parallels in terms of uh, beach and uh, pro pickleball coming up. Um, since we last talked, how have you seen, like, have things, like, we've had a lot of the issues, like, with the tours, right? Yeah. Um, the exclusive contracts, the three years yes. where you can't play anything else. Like, we're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff play out that we talked about. Um, yeah. I guess... What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on the kind of the pickleball landscape since we last talked? And I think it's it, and is it lining up with how you saw beach play out? Yeah. Like what do you think's going well? What do you think's like a red flag? Yeah, I think it's going exactly how I thought or maybe mentioned in, in portions to you guys, right? You get tours now that are fighting to become the number one top tier tour because now they've got corporations and sponsors involved and they need to establish themselves as the top tour right and so yeah. they're all right well we signed contracts just like ours did for yep. three years like hey we own these players so obviously this is the top tour they can't go play yep and then you see like the other lower end tours being like all right well we're gonna let anybody play and develop themselves and become a guy that can win right and so mm -hmm. it's the exact same trajectory and i think it's good in a sense that now you know where the top pros are because it legitimizes you guys more, right? The PPA signing, let's say like they sign a, a non, a, you have to play with them and only their tour, except for maybe a few things that they approve. Yeah. Now I know that that's where all the top pros are going to go. So for me as a, like a fan that wants to go watch and it can count on the, the best like level of pickleball being played for us, that's the AVP. And so everyone yeah. knows that even if there is a conflicting pro tour that there was before everyone just knows. So I think that's good. Yeah. Downside is some players that, you know, there's a lot of deals going down where players are getting maybe paid more to sign and you didn't know. And then you signed and they're your partner. And you're like, wait, you got a hundred grand and I got 20 grand or I just got <laughs> like, I got free like registration. 
wait a minute, I'm winning with you. How did I not get that deal? You know? And so it gets a little bit weird in that sense. And so, um, you know, like, I've had bro, a few people actually done, hit me up. Dance more and been more of a fan. Yeah. They're like, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Get better. Yeah, moves. exactly. You got to figure it out. Be more entertaining. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think, so I think it's good. And, and it just gets to the point where, all right, now what's with MLP? What are they going to do? They got very Gary V involved now. And like, yeah. they're going to have like on the media side, they might just become like a juggernaut, right? Dude, they're going to crush. So, it was like, I, it, I agree. It, it's the one, it's the one, it's the one thing I didn't see coming in terms of like, you know, Dundon came into the PPA. I'm like, oh, money will win. Yeah. You know, money will win. Yeah. Uh, money goes a long way. Um, with Gary V getting into MLP, I mean, it really levels the playing field. I know MLP is not a pro tour, um, but just in terms of, you know, if you're a if you're a signed PPA player, you can't play MLP. Um, MLP is doing good stuff, man. Like get, getting yeah. Gary V on board is a big deal, and he came on board knowing very well that a lot of the top players in pro pickleball aren't able to play. So, in a sense, that just tells me he doesn't give a rip, and he thinks he can make it what he can make it successful regardless. Yeah, there's Which an interesting like I find point of view that I'd have. There's an interesting point of view that I have that would, it's very relevant in that exact scenario where yeah. we have the best, we had for the, maybe the longest time in the sport, the best players in the world, Carrie Walsh, Misty May, gold medalist. They went like three in a row, right? She's even medaled twice after that. And there was issues with owners and, and what happened with her. And so she decided that she was going to go a different route, right? And I'm going to go this way, but the tour won't survive without me. And it was kind of a, like an eye-opening experience because the tour not only was okay without her but it thrived right and so there was a little bit of like this well where'd she go you know and like what happened and she kind of got like just not left behind but there's just a, it's a different world when you think that i've been the most winningest player in the world which she has and she still is like one of the greatest ever the tour still happens and there's still people like coming through and so it's like a good point of view to see as a player like look even if you think you're the raddest thing that's ever happened in the sport, no matter what, the train keeps going. Yeah. And there's always opportunity and new kids are going to come in and take that slot. So make sure that you are entertaining and you leverage all the opportunity you have. And I think the MLP is a perfect example of, look, it's going to be entertaining. Everyone's going to love it. People are mic'd up. It's insane. Like they're doing it weekly. Like I can watch it all times. It's not just on the weekend. They're getting yep. players from all different areas and, and levels. And you're like, this is the coolest. It's so awesome. And I think that that's where they have the leverage right now, right? Where PPA, they're required to have like the top tier event. All the pros got to be there. There's the structure. And you're like, all right, there's that's cool too. But it's going to be interesting because if players don't necessarily go play PPA. It almost doesn't matter because you've got the MLP, you've got the APP, you've got just as much media and opportunity to yeah. win and to be seen, which is almost more valuable at this point. At the, yeah, at the end of the day, um, like even looking at like podcasting or blogging, like you either have to be entertaining or educational, right? Like, right. Yes. Entertain, enter, it, like pickleball is going to move towards entertainment. Um, yes, it's still going to be very competitive, but you even look at like the PPA now, right? Like the tournaments that happen, of course, people watch, people want to yeah. see the best players in the world play. Um, but like just kind of having a pulse on, you know, fan opinions and viewership and like people do get bored with it, right? Like you have all the same matchups, you have the same partnerships, you have, um, the same people meddling for the most part. You might have some people breaking through that kind of thing, but for the most part, you have steady results, you know, kind of what's going to happen throughout the draw. You might have an upset or two, but generally speaking, you see the same players, you see the same yeah. matchups and you see the same medalist. Um, not super entertaining outside of like the great rallies and the awesome points and stuff like that. There's value there. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, people love watching it. There's reasons where, you know, reasons why these TikTok reels get 10 million views of these cool points. Like people watch it. Right. Um, Outside of that, though, like there's not a lot of entertainment. Like there's not uh, MLP, wildly entertaining. Um, even APP, right? It's like you have 
new players coming up. You have Anna Bright, who kind of came on the scene this year, has done very well. Um, you just have new players that come in. Even on the men's side, you have, you know, Ryler, who, um, you know, we've got a mutual buddy, Nicholas Thule. Shout out, Nicholas. Uh, you'll appreciate <laughs> that. Um, you have Travis Rettmeyer, both, both you know, ex-tennis guys that played at a very high level. Um, you know, high level D1 pro as well. And yeah, people are taking pickleball more seriously. So it's cool to see kind of those guys come through new players. You get like new personalities. It's, you know, that's exciting. You want to see new players break through. And, um, that's, I think that's, you know, even though it's not the, you don't have the top five, six, seven, eight players in the world on those tours, it's still very high level pickleball. You know, you still have you know, JW, Dylan, those guys, Deckel, yeah. Adam, uh, playing. And that's, you know, that's not slouchy pickleball. That's, 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 yeah. that's big time pickleball. Um, yeah. so I feel like there's enough of a mix of like some of the top guys, but also like the really cool storylines that are, that are developing that make it a formidable foe to the PPA in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it's, I don't think it's as black and white as maybe I once thought it was. Um, and like I said, like Gary V coming in, it's a big wrinkle. Like he's in terms of building brands, there's not many people better on this planet than building <laughs> right. really, really solid IP. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be fascinating. We have a similar situation with beach. It's like, um, you see me playing that we play the same teams every quarterfinal, every semi, there's just like barely ever any upsets. And if there are, you're just playing the other team that you've played a thousand times and you're like, cool. And then everyone who gets to watch it, those are always the games on TV. And they're like, what, does anybody else play the game? Like what's going on? Like we see, it's like, I, it's like a, just a, a, the exact same matchup that there was last weekend. Like for instance, last summer we had three gold series events. We were in all three finals and we played the same team twice. And everyone's like, didn't this just happen? And so it's confusing. Right. And yeah. it's like, well, let me see, for us, the most magical matches are like the quarterfinal matches to make it to the semis, which means it gives you a shot to make a medal. Yep. Like those like late afternoon on a Saturday, because we do three-day events, those are the most magical matches. And it's always with teams that are like a little bit unfamiliar or new, or they came through the qualifier and you're yep. like, they're in college and you're like, what? And every, the, the court is covered in thousands of people around the court. And it's always like a side court away from stadium. And it has like that MLP, like what's going on? Who is this guy? Yeah. Wait, he's from UCLA. He used to play pro. Wait, he, this is his first time. He's in the quarters, about to make the semis. You know, like that's the, story. the exact thing. It's that, the story, yeah, right? Exactly. And so we have that same world, and it's always the most entertaining aspect of the whole tournament. But it's not ever seen on TV, or it's not. It's on a court that's not being streamed. Totally. Like, why? This is the best part. This yeah. is it. This is the magic. Hundred percent. It's crazy. So yeah, I agree that. MLP is going to like capture all of that and just be like, here's all the magic all the yep. time. Here you yep. go. Yep. It's going to be cool. It will be cool. Uh, first, first MLP event, June 3rd to 5th, uh, Austin, Texas, doing it at dreamland again. I think there's going to be a couple more events later on in the year, probably not in Austin. I think in different locations, but, uh, I think they will have three events this year. So full steam ahead for them. And yeah, it's just going to be cool to see how, uh, to see how the Gary V stuff plays out and see how involved he gets because he's a hyper competitive dude, you know, wants <laughs> yeah. to own the Jets. Now he owns the MLP team. You know, and right. this is this is a warm-up for uh warm-up for the NFL for him. Yeah, it really is, right? He's like, all right, let's see. This is the you know, the infant stage of that, and I want to yeah. see how I can navigate it. That's really cool to see. That's exciting. Because yeah. he's gonna bring a lot of people in from outside the sport to fall in love with it as well. It's a big deal. Yeah, it really is. Even him like tweeting and posting about like pickleball, like he gets so much engagement online that like even him writing the word pickleball probably introduced, you know, 30,000 more people to the sport that didn't even know what it was or like, you oh, know, probably sure. Googled it. What is pickleball? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just awareness, right? Like he can bring awareness in droves more than anybody else that's come into the sport. I would say on any yeah. level, um, like there's been a lot of infusion of cash and money into the sport, but in terms of pure awareness and branding and reach, he's the biggest thing that's hit pickleball. Yeah, it's it's there's there's a huge huge amount of energy around his whole staff and his teams that are dedicated. All right, well, how do we leverage this and make it better? Now we've seen it, we know what products are. Like, how do we make this explode even more than it already is? Which is 
going to be awesome to see like the way they navigate that and the way they, the MLP grows from that. It's going to be, it's going to be rad. And you're going to see, like you said, so many different people, new teams, guys come in to play singles, like yeah. out of nowhere, like all the stories, that's where the magic is. And I think cool. one, one other cool aspect of it is, so they've expanded the league from eight teams to 12. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you're going to have uh, 24, 24 men, 24 women, so we're getting deeper into like, you know, and this is excluding the people that are on the exclusive PPA contracts, right? So we're going to be seeing, you know, some lower ranked players really be able to step up into a, yes. into a cool role, which what an opportunity, right? It's like, um, you know, and I, I thrived in the team. Like I love team events. So I loved MLP last year. It was super fun. And you can play a really unique role on your team. And it's, yeah. it, to me, it reminded me of college, college tennis. Like I, um, yeah, I, I cared more about MLP than I have at any tournament. I just like the team <laughs> atmosphere and like, I, I don't want to lose for my teammates. Right. And I, yeah. I don't mind. I don't like losing, but it's okay, like, it's for me, it's way worse losing for somebody else. Like letting three oh, other people yeah. down so much worse uh, we did the same thing with like a four-man tour they like team paul mitchell team sony auto sound team like jose cuervo and that was always more fun and more intense because you had three other dudes you had to like show up for versus just yeah. like you know mostly yourself and then your partner you know yeah. and it just added so many more elements to be like okay here we go this is it we're all together right we get to play this rad role and be yeah. like use our special weapon that we've you know my captain america shield for that specific part of the whole event and you're like yes and you get your one chance and that's what you're going to see right these guys coming up yeah. with like insane ability because i think still which is a topic i think is really fun to talk about i was like look everyone can say they're going to get really good at a sport or or work really hard but if you don't have like i would talk about this on in volleyball a lot too if you don't have like this special ability in any one of the skills that's like far and above beyond what most people have, or it's just like something that you're really good at. You need that to take you over the like level of I'm a five Oh slash low tier yeah. pro to like a top tier pro. You need yeah. to have like this special capability to have. And so I think you're going to see kids develop something like that and step up or players in, in a sense do that too. No, it's so true. It's like, I, I like the way I think about that is like video game kind of levels right it's like yeah. you know player player traits and characteristics like offense yep. you know 75 yes. out of 99 you know, <laughs> exactly but defense is 99 out of 99 yeah you know serve might be 44 out of 99 but but you you're right you have that one you have that one trait that's like it's it's elite right it yeah. might not be all your traits but you have one trait that's elite which makes you a pro like it's so true right. um like you have to be decent at everything, right? But you need to have that one thing that like you're better at than most people. Right. Yeah. Like and if, if I'm looking at it from a standpoint, like in, in my game, it's like, all right, I had all the control, but I was like a, just a warrior at offense and like vision and seeing the court and manipulating the ball and getting, seeing people lean with my peripheral and then just exposing them. Like that was like what I, and I liked having a, a bad situation or a really set that was far and off the net and awkward. Like that was like, oh my gosh, I get to use my superpower. And so it was like really exciting when those scenarios happen, you know, yeah. like, like for you, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I get to reset this dude, like just absolutely hammering overheads. You're like, bing, 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 and then go speed the ball up and win it. And you're like, that was it. That's yeah. it. I love that scenario. This turns everything on. No, it's hundred percent true. Uh, turning, turning defense into offense is always fun. Oh, that's the game, the transition, and then the like where you win. That's my favorite part. That's so totally. cool. Well, this is uh, this is the new Freestyle Boys podcast. Co-hosts oh, Rob Nunnery, Casey Patterson. This is feels so right. If you, can't just, wait to so get better just, learning from you. Oh, I'm gonna ask you so many questions. <laughs> this is a selfish. <laughs> this is a selfish. You know, self-help <laughs> coaching program. I get it. I get it. We're gonna train this you is, up. It's just for me to get better. <laughs> just for you to get better. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, no, but so it's a little fun. different being being remote. But I, you know, one thing I do like. Um, well, I would much rather be right beside you on my couch. Are you on a couch? Look like you're on a couch. I am. I'm in my actual the bedroom on the couch upstairs, away from the kids. They're all yelling love downstairs. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather be there. But there's some there's some pros of doing a remote podcast, and one being that we can have consistent episodes, which 
right. I've never been able to do, right? Because it's always been in person and it's always been dependent on location. But I like the fact that we're going to be able to pump these out and have yeah. a consistent schedule. And I think, you know, obviously we will be in person occasionally at tournaments or, you know, filming content, creating stuff, uh, which, you know, if we're in person, we'll do, we'll do in-person pods and then just shoot it, film it. Yeah. But I think, you know, all the other times, this is going to be perfectly fun. Yeah. Right. I love yeah. it. I think it's, once I get my, all my uh, gear just, set up and I don't look like I'm homeless, it'll yeah, be this amazing. Is, this is pretty painful. <laughs> just watching the grainy version of you. Can't tell, can't tell if that's your beard or if that's just like pixels. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's both. It's a beard that a guy bet me a thousand dollars. The first guy that ends up shaving. Actually, he's got to, yeah, he's got to pay a thousand dollars to the other guy. Yeah. Wow. You yeah, guys both so, started at the same time, same level right now. Yeah, I think we both started at like the same level. He just saw me post on social media. He's like, wait a minute, there's a little five o'clock shadow. He's like, $1,000 to the first guy. You know, if he shaves, first guy that shaves has to pay the guy a thousand bucks. I'm like, well, I'm, I don't ever lose. So, oh, you're going to have to pay up. You're going to be a filthy, disgusting man. Oh. I don't know how your wife's going to manage it, but she, hopefully she does. <laughs> She's already like, is this for real happening? And I'm like, it is. You're going to have Ragnar Lothbrook pretty soon. It's just going to be flowing. I think there might be a chance where your wife just pays it for you. She's like, just shave it. Just here. Just go. Just get rid of that thing. How long, what's the longest beard you've ever had? Uh, I've gone about eight months. Like show me, like, like lengthwise. Oh, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like here. Oh, gross. I did a video with the the McKibben brothers who are known for their beard. They call it Bearded Bros. And we played and the loser had to shave. And we lost luckily and I had to shave it off. That's we the lost. only reason I even shaved it. We lost luckily. <laughs> just lost on purpose. Just My wife's like, yes, our wives were so happy that because the other guy I was playing with did it too. So they're like, she was they were like, yes, okay, no more beards. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten gnarly. Love it. Yeah. What's uh so I guess because we actually haven't even talked about this. Um in terms of your schedule with with beach, like you're still competing, yeah. and with pickleball, like What's that look like? When's when's your main season? Uh, when do you really crank up the training for beach? Or do you still play pickleball in that same time frame? Are you still trying to play pickleball tournaments? What's the whole Casey yeah. Patterson landscape of sports? The whole landscape. It's kind of like we just started training now. Our first event, I should have trained a lot sooner, but uh, it's in May 2nd through, or no, 6th through 8th in Austin is our first like oh, pro sweet. series event. And then we go to Fort Lauderdale, New Orleans, Hermosa Beach. And then the gold series is in like late July, early August. And that's um, Atlanta again, Manhattan Beach, California, and then Chicago. And then the winner, the the points leaders in those three gold series events go to a Phoenix, Arizona championship invitational, um, like later on, I think in August. Um, and so right Phoenix now, I'm in August. I know, right? They might be in it might be more in that like fall time where it's a little bit cooler, hopefully, but they only do night matches. Got it. Okay. So that's a big that's yeah, a big yeah. improvement too, is that they don't make us just get wasted. I mean, I yeah. played in some of the worst places, Brazil and Florida, when it was like dead middle of summer and you're like, On what sand is happening? Too. What are we doing? Oh so, so bright and hot. Yeah. But um yeah, that's kind of my schedule now. And I'm I'm training like early mornings and pickleball doing drills with my my boys Jude and Dave and yep. uh, and Mark and we just just drill it out six to like six to nine a.m. in the morning and then oh, we'll go play beach. You're putting in some yeah. time on court. I love oh it. yeah, I actually put probably twice the amount of time in pickleball than I do volleyball because I don't really need to put it in in volleyball. Volleyball, yeah. it's like if I just if I'm healthy, I'm like I can just show up and play. Pickleball, I'm like I got to put in the reps. I got to get to that point where I've put in a couple of years of just grinding until it's. What, what would you the, say your level is in pickleball right now? And actually, what's your, what's your, what's your actual goal in pickleball? Like, I know we've talked about it and I obviously yeah. you want to be as good as you can be. Um, yeah. but do you want to play pro pickleball? Like, oh, and, and, and be successful at it on some level? Oh, a hundred percent. And I, that's something that I feel like this sport is giving me an opportunity to like, have like a, a second, like almost like a second life in sports because of the, you know, I've trained in a deep, un, a, a deep surface that moves and shifts and I'm in the elements outside, just like pickleball, but now I just put shoes on and I'm not as cold and it's easier to move on the court. So for me, the goal is to like, and I hate saying that, but like, I think it's just the, the competitor in me can't just be like, oh, I just want to get as good as I want to be like, dude, I want to go pro and I want to win an event like hundred percent. And if I never do it, 
cool, but that's like the goal, you know, and I understand the amount of time and the sacrifice it takes to get there. And I've done that my whole life on the beach. I know how to drill and schedule out my, my strength and conditioning. So I'm peaking at all the right events. And then I, you know, I, I know how to do all that stuff. And so for me, it's yeah. like, that's easy. The part that's hard for most people is like my vacation. I love that. It's just yeah. not being good at the sport yet. <laughs> but right now I'm probably like, I love that question. Like, well, what level are you at? I, it depends on my partner. <laughs> right, dude. I mean, if we play, I'm like a six zero. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if I play with my ten year old, I'm like a four zero because I'm. Yeah. It's just weird. I can't play like this weird in between. But I'd say like my ranking is probably like fluctuating between you know a, a, above four five and and then like a five zero area where I'm I'm able to control a lot of the things and set up plays and it's like do combos and execute and Ernie and see it and ATP all the time. And like really more consistently getting my serve received like low and deep and in every time and then yeah. serving and serving tough and adding wrinkles. And it's just a matter of now I need to experience the game at high level attacking me so that I can adapt yeah. again. Right. And just like kind of level up. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at now. Interesting. Um, are you letting dinks bounce ever? Because you <laughs> almost never. It's kind of funny. Anytime I do, I'm like, "Whoa, this is weird." And then I'll like short hop it in the net. I'm like, "Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I should have taken it in the air." Yeah, yeah, at yeah. I'm your, experimenting a lot at your length. Don't ever let a ball bounce. Yeah, I've been watching Deckel a lot. I'm like, I got to Ernie more than him. How can I earn <laughs> more than Deckel? You don't need to Ernie. You can. You're longer than Deckel. You can just reach. It, you, it's it kind of funny. The Ernie. Yeah, I'm like, why would you Ernie? I could just stand. Here I could just. I could just I need put my arm out. There. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. easy. Yeah. So that's No, the... but it's 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 wild because uh you, because you don't really have any racket sports background, right? No, just for fun ping just pong. Just messing around like in the garage pong. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's but that's why I think like this is going to be really insightful for listeners moving forward is you have this really really and it's why like, you know, when I reached out I was like this could be really cool because you have this pro high level sports background where you've played another sport at the highest level. It just happens to have a ton of parallels to pickleball, which is even cooler. And yeah. you're at the stage where most of the listeners are, where they're trying to get as good as they can get at pickleball, but don't necessarily have the high level tennis background or racket sports background. So you're right. going to be, you're going to be wildly relatable in terms of getting better at the sport, which, um, which we haven't always talked about a ton on the podcast in terms of strategy tips. It's been, it's been a little bit more fluid, but like, like it's going to be a lot of fun to talk strategy tips, technique, all the stuff that you're going through in real time, because that's the stuff that most of the listeners actually want to hear and learn more about how to get better at pickleball. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. I'm right. excited, I'm man. With all my problems. Yeah. You're like, Rob, you got to help me, bro. Transition zone, which is all I focus on actually. Yeah. Like midcourt. <laughs> it's got a, it, it's so fun, like being stopped and but at the same time, able to pounce, right? And take a ball that's high enough to just wrap and manipulate to a sideline or, you know, expose the middle. Or do I reset this? I think it's like the ball recognition gets better and better and it gets more fun in that zone. I almost like it more than anywhere else. It's weird. Yeah. No, it's cool. they're, they're like, I love midcourt and there's nothing more satisfying than somebody hitting down on you like just smacking balls at you and you're just softly resetting into the kitchen. Like, uh -uh. Yes, dude. And not even flinching. Just oh, it's so, it's so satisfying. That's my favorite. They're like, whoa, why didn't you even move? And I'm like, I'll just wear it in the neck. I'll be like, dude, it's not a volleyball coming 80 miles an hour. I'm yeah. fine. Like, yeah, it looks things, <laughs> but dude, I'll, I'll sit and take this all day. <laughs> Love it. It's fun. Yeah, that's, I'm excited about that, right? It's yeah, like man. just the the progression and hopefully the listeners, because I'm so curious about all those little things that, that help that development and getting better so that I'm going to my local tournament and winning, you know what I mean? And that was always something that I, I told kids that were like, Hey, there I was like, Hey, what should I do to get better? And at beach volleyball, I'm like, look, just get as many reps as possible and then go win the little tournaments as much as you can and become a winner, yeah. learn how to win. If you don't know how to win, then you could say you want to do something all the time and you're never going to accomplish it. So, Go win at your level, level up, win at that level multiple times, different partners, like learn how to play against different types of players and different skill levels. And because that's it, matchups are huge. God, super, that. it's that perspective, super interesting. Cause I could also see it the other way 
um, which is how I've kind of always gone about it. But I don't, I don't, I'm not saying my way is better. Um, I just love the contrast of what you're saying in terms of learn how to win. Like when I came into pickleball, I went straight to, I went straight to pro, you know, took lumps, took L's, uh, but played the best players, got better like that. But maybe, but you, I've also seen, I've also seen like, let's say Wyatt, Wyatt Stone uh, from Austin. Like he was probably the first kid I met in pickleball and him and his mom were amazing to me at the beginning. Like, you know, talking to me about like how to sign up for tournaments, how to do all that stuff. So it was really cool. It's been really, really cool to see him progress. Uh, but him and Hayden, you know, big H, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. like they played a ton of five O's, won a lot, learned how to win and then made the jump into pro and they're having good success. Like they're beating good teams and they're, uh, they're tough. Like they're making a lot of balls. They've improved so much. And like, so yeah. I guess my point is like the way you're talking about it, learn how to win. I've seen that work, but I've also seen jumping into the deep end, getting your baptism by looked, fire, baptism by <laughs> yeah. fire, like who knows? Maybe there's not one great way to do it, but uh, I think both are valid. But it's just interesting, yeah. different perspectives on that. It is. And that, I think that the learn how to win thing for me is always advice I give to kids that are developing still and might be a little bit more sensitive to mm. the loss aspect because then they there's a little bit of like this identity crisis in a sense, or is it, is it a, worth my time? For me, I did the, I'm doing exactly what you're doing. Got it. I just go play way above my, like when I was like a year ago, I'm like, I'm gonna go play five Oh, you know? And like six months ago, I went and played in a pro event, got smashed by Hayden. I think I lost like 11 two. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, but I see more value out of that because that's my one chance to, to play guys that are way better than me that aren't going to ask me to come practice with them. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. This is my chance, you know? And if I get score of six or I get a win out of the set that's per for me that's it's all just absorbing information and learning yeah that's all I, so I see it similar to how that's you how do I it see, I just like yeah. give advice to kids who are like they might be a little bit more sensitive because they're still kind developing. of yeah, developing yeah developing what they want to become sense. that makes a ton of sense yeah in terms of how you can take the losses and, yeah. the, and the beatings not everybody right. <laughs> it's not for everybody <laughs> for us old guys it doesn't matter my wife's like you didn't medal why I thought you were gonna go win I'm like <laughs> babe, no, I played at a way higher level knowing that she's like, why did you even do that? That doesn't yeah. sound like fun at all. I'm like, that's, but that's my favorite part is getting to see some dude with some wicked backhand. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. Now I'm going to take that and use it in my game. Like that's my favorite part. No, that's yeah. That's how, that's how you get better. Like yeah. fat fastest. Anyways, if you want gains, play with better players. Yeah. Yeah, that's just your way you pay pay the tournament director to get better your chances to go play versus setting up practices that nobody wants to play with you. Hundred <laughs> percent. And if you like, I've thought about this because like, well, people are like, well, better players don't want to play with me, dude. If I had three good players and one dude that wasn't that far off from us, like let's say you know it was me and a few guys and me and two other guys in Austin at Dreamland, but there was like a guy that was like you know close to five zero, but like not quite there. If that dude was like, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks, 100 bucks if I can hop in and play with you guys. For yeah, sure. Pay, pay to play. Like if you if you really yeah. want to get in with high level players, just throw some money at them. It'll be yeah. like it's still good practice for us. And yeah. if it's a way for you to get in rather than having yeah. to pay the, you know, tournament entry fees and all that. Right. And it's like almost like paying for a, a plain private lesson. Yeah. Which I think would be insane. I think that's like super valuable. 100%. Yeah, I agree. So I'm I'm saving my pennies. I got I got about five hundred. If I win this beard thing, I'll have like a couple lessons with you. Perfect, plain lessons. I hope you don't win that beard thing <laughs> for the podcast sake. Just so bad. It just means I'm gonna have to watch you week by week grow this gnarly beard. Like, oh, God, let's let's that? we'll keep it in 720p. Let's not get that webcam that we were talking about. <laughs> I don't want you coming through face. crystal clear on the screen. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Tony's already gonna be mad. He was like let's keep this first one short, you know, and then we can, you know, yeah. move to longer ones as we go. We're already at an hour, but you know what? Sorry, Tony. We had yeah. things to talk. Come on, about. dude. No, this has been fun. He's out getting, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's getting ready for a tournament. He's playing, you know, Yeah, he's getting his reps in, but, um, so we'll, we'll release this guy. I don't know when, maybe today or tomorrow, who knows? Yeah. True freestyle fashion. But then I think we get to like, I think we talked about a regular cadence, a weekly cadence. Yeah. Um, what do we say? Monday, Tuesday, Monday. Yeah, kind of like a Monday, Tuesday, like a post-tournament time where everybody's mm. kind of talking about what's going on and 
recap analysis and yeah preview yeah, that'd be cool mm-hmm. and then a skill to work on throughout the week you know what i mean like Love talking it. about things that we have to hyper focus on throughout if we have rec play or we're drilling like we've got something to to get better at and not dictate our day upon if i beat so and so it was like no i got better at returning low and deep perfect i'm winning today <laughs> like that it. kind of thing i like it no that's perfect and the cool thing is like with the software that we're using, like we'll be able to, I can, sh- I can screen share, I can show like YouTube clips of points and we can yeah. like go through it and do analysis and strategy. And we can even take some of your, you know, if you record some of your games, we can go through some of it and like do like live coaching analysis on the spot, which I think yeah. people would find super interesting and, you know, maybe it would make you better. We'll see. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> Just listen, I don't need any help with my overhead. That's my superpower. <laughs> camera is disabled due to slow internet connection if that's not a sign i don't know what else is it is <laughs> all right until next time casey patterson <sighs> that's when we say bye yeah we're out later <laughs> okay bye. <laughs>